Hello, you're listening to the JCI Santa Clarita podcast. This is episode number five. My name is Corin Young, podcasting to you from RK Studios, and I'm joined today by my very good friend, Taylor Kellstrom. Super happy to be here. It's going to be awesome. I'm, I'm glad you're here. So uh, Taylor is uh, many things. Uh, he is a, an entrepreneur, bookstore owner, real estate agent, marathon runner, former uh president of a circle of hope yes yep. and our uh current president uh outgoing president of jci santa clarita so many things and add to that uh husband new dad yep yep we got a got a four-month-old baby named jackson and he's awesome yeah so so one thing that i've always wondered is You've got the same 24 hours in a day as I do and everyone else. I don't know how you make time to do all of these different things. Honestly, I have a very supportive wife. Um, She holds a lot of that stuff down, like at the house and with the baby. So when I've got to go handle business or the little extra free time that I have, um, volunteering for Circle of Hope or running things at JCI, I've just been very lucky to have a wife that that really helps out and kind of picks up the back end of the slack and things like that so that I'm able to do the things that I'm able to do. So without her, none of this would be possible. That's great. Yeah. That's uh, the, one of the biggest things behind a, uh, uh, an influential guy is having a, a supportive wife and vice versa. Oh, ab- absolutely. So how long have you guys been married? We've been married almost two years. So two it'll years, be two okay. years in April. Uh, we've been together almost seven though. We've been together a long time and, uh, just had a baby back in September, and that that's a huge game changer. But uh, it's it's really awesome, even just to watch him in the last four months, just changing and growing. And like the first, I'll be honest, the first month is kind of boring. They don't do they don't do much. Boring. They they're up every two hours and eat. But now he's like he's getting super alert. He he always like will follow where daddy's going, and he. We're very lucky. He likes to travel, so uh, we go places a lot, and he just goes with us. He he gets bored at home, so he gets fussy at home. But if we're out at something, like I I brought him in October when he was only a month old to Circle of Hope. We have this big afternoon tea event. We got him in a little backpack strapped in, like walking around with me, and he, he was loving it, all the people. So he, he's a people person for sure, and you can already kind of tell that. So um, he definitely gets that from me, and <laughs> he sleeps through the night, so he definitely gets that through Becca because I guess when I was a baby I never slept so which I never sleep now so yeah yeah some things never change no so you've you've always been involved in all kinds of different things uh, I'm guessing since since you were young but at least in in the last you know s- several years uh, what makes you even want to do all that stuff in addition to just being an adult and working and just like supporting yourself what makes you want to do all these things in the community you know it's I it's an interesting question I get it Every now and then, um, my professional background is very different than than most people. I grew up racing motocross, and I was doing that professionally for for a couple of years. And um, during that time, I had a head injury when I was ten before I went pro. Um, but I was airlifted to Children's Hospital, so I've always had this connection to Children's Hospital. And when I was nineteen, I ended up having to retire from racing professionally. I just got hurt too many times, and I didn't plan on actually retiring, but why I was out for six months with a knee injury, I went to COC for a semester. And I kind of picked up what Barnes & Noble, who owns the campus bookstore, was doing, and I put a business plan together and opened up an off-campus textbook store out here, and I started making more money at that than racing. So when the time came when I was healed up and my contracts just so happened to be done 
with my sponsors at that time to be renewed or whatnot. Um, the the choice was made to just keep running business and do those things. It's much safer, and I don't have to risk my life anymore for that for a paycheck. So, but about when I was about twenty one, I did my first charity event for a children's hospital called Bowling for Kids, and originally it was set up to when all my friends came home from college for winter break to just do this event to raise some money and get all our buddies together. And it ended up selling out, and we've been doing that now for we're going to our ninth year, and that's kind of where it all started, right, right there, just taking the check down to the hospital, and we got all these toys, and it kind of is what I was like, I really like enjoy doing this, and I really can see the impact that it's making, and that's kind of what pushed me to get really involved in the community and, and things that I'm passionate about. That's so cool. So uh, you're not just like being a part of these different things; like you're actually spearheading a lot of these. Uh, initiatives and I didn't realize that you had such a close connection to the children's hospital so yeah that explains. It, it, it's an incredible place um they're a big reason why I'm here today and just recently in the last year my my nephew was there for a couple weeks so we have a pretty close connection with the hospital so every year we do this big bowling event for them and this year I'm really excited they called me and this is the first year that they're actually a community charity for the LA Marathon Oh, so they called me like, okay. hey, we know you you like to run marathons. How would you like to run and represent us and help us fundraise through what we're doing? And I immediately was like, yeah, let's let's do it. So it's it's been fun. And this these marathons in the last I did one in October and now this one coming up in March, they've definitely been the most challenging. So because I don't get to sleep as nearly as much with the baby. Yeah, so that's true. What was funny to me is it was like a year ago that you said, I'm done. I'm not doing another marathon ever again. Yeah, I did say that. And you have a hard time saying no, don't you? I I do. I do. And it's one of those things where it's just, it's very mentally challenging. And I, for some reason, I'm a weirdo. I really enjoy being pushed mentally to to that type of place and and pushing through. And your body, your body breaks down about mile 14. It doesn't matter how much I feel like I've trained. Around like mile 14 to 16, the my body starts breaking down. And those last 10 miles or so, it's just, it's is, all mental. Is that just you or does everyone, is mile 14 is kind of like a universal? I feel like mile 18 probably for people who run a little bit okay. more than I do. But for, for me, me, it would be mile one. <laughs> I'm not a runner. I didn't, I wasn't either. And then it just kind of grew on me. And it's something I, I really enjoy because even those training sessions where I'll go do six a six mile run or a 10 mile run, I put my music on and. I put it on airplane mode so I don't get any phone calls. I don't get any text oh. messages. So just for that hour, hour and a half, I'm just one with myself and get to listen to my music and kind of take a break from reality because when, when my phone's on it, it never it just never stops. Yeah, yeah, I know the feeling. So what's the deal with Circle of Hope? That's an organization that I wasn't even familiar with until uh, until we had met and, and seen you know, the different events that uh, you had put on. Can you tell me about the organization and uh, Hope's Haven and kind of the other things that have been going on? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually joined the Circle of Hope board in 2012, and I was definitely the youngest board member. I was only 22, but uh, it's a a cancer organization. So pretty much um, anyone who lives, works, or is treated in Santa Clarita Valley who's underinsured or uninsured at all, we help um, them financially with, you know, their their chemo bills and things like that. And then um, we have a support group that's every every two, 
It's bi-weekly. Mm-hmm. And then over the last few years, we opened up called Hope's Haven Cancer Wellness Center, where we have classes that's open to pretty much anyone going through cancer. So for the, for the financial side of things, we service eight cancers at the moment. And then, but for the Hope's Haven side, any type of cancer. And, that's, and it's 100% free for anybody to come to our classes. They just have to schedule in advance. So we have like art therapy, massage therapy. We have um, doctors come in and speak, things like that. And that's 100% free for anybody going through cancer. Yeah, it's an amazing resource to have here right in Santa Clarita. Oh, absolutely. And it's something that I, we really felt we needed out here. And luckily, our, our board of directors over the last you know, seven years or so have worked so hard raising funds and resources to be able to actually open up this center. And it's actually the only cancer wellness center in Santa Clarita. And we're located right off of Lyons Avenue, right before um, about a couple blocks before Main Street. Where have I seen uh, Circle of Hope uh, promoted? I know that there's been some like uh, charity events going on with the Chili Cookoff. Is that one of them? Um, we were involved with that maybe about seven years ago, but okay. we do we do a bowling event as well. So we kind of when I joined the board, we mirror my children's hospital bowling event for Circle of Hope in okay. March. So we have nice. that. It's called Bowling for Hope, and then we have a big wine tasting event in August called Vine to Wine. That okay, that's the big one. Yeah, okay. And then we have a huge afternoon tea event in October. So those are like our three major events that we have going on throughout the year. And they bring in a lot of fundraising? Yeah, and and the cool thing is those events are unrestricted funds. So um, when things like come up that grant money is only used for specific things, mm-hmm. this money can be used for like different things inside the center that it's not restricted to. It's pretty much money that we don't have to go through a grant process to use yeah that's it's it's nice to have access to that absolutely so um i wanted to ask you about jci because that is where we met yes um how did you get involved with jci you know uh back in 2013 uh, i was very fortunate and blessed to have won the 40 under 40 award and and join uh, all the alumnus in that awesome award and i kind of got roped in there i was always a member um, since then, but I, I didn't come to many, many things until about two, early 2018. I get a message from, from some lady I didn't even actually really know. I just knew the name, uh, Charlene Duzik, and it was like, hey, we're looking for volunteers for Relay for Life to come walk, and I, can you come help? And I was like, I'm actually already going to be there. So with, uh, with Circle of Hope, I always do the pancake breakfast. I volunteer making pancakes oh, cool. for the cancer survivors. So I'm like, I'm already going to be there between these hours. Sure, I'll come walk for a few hours after. And that's kind of, I really love the energy of the people involved. And she, she wrote me in. And since then, it's just been, it's been a really awesome journey to be involved and make a lot of new friends. You know, that's the cool thing about JCI. It's, it's a bunch of people who, who are trying to make a, an impact in the world. And, so, and there's so many different ways you can from training and leaderships to community involvement to things like that. So it's, it's been really awesome. And I've been very blessed to be a, a part of everything that this team has been building. Yeah. Now, w- one cool thing you mentioned that uh, you got roped in by Charlene and you didn't even know her. Uh, Charlene wanted to put t- together that team for the Relay for Life. And she asked Tracy and I to be her, her co-chairs. And when the easiest thing to do would be to like make a Facebook, uh, like an ad and just like either promote it or put it out there and hope that people want to join them for your team. Charlene is very much into, no, no, no. We're going to contact this entire list of like the almost 400 uh, alumni 
from uh, 40 Under 40 and all of the d different JCI people and everyone that everyone knows. We're going to individually either call them or text them or message them on Facebook or email them, and we're going to get them to commit. And you know, sure enough, things like that work. And it definitely did. Yeah, I got the Facebook message, and it's like, yeah, absolutely. Like, And ever since then, and then um, that's how I got roped in. You got roped in. And very quickly rose to a leadership position. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I know that I, when I came in, uh, I co-chaired 40 Under 40 with, with Charlene and Tracy, and then um, co-chaired uh, Santa's Helpers with Daniello right after. And Charlene was like, hey, we, we're looking for a president next year. Is that something you would be interested in doing? And I was like... I was really flattered to even be asked that, and I was like, "That would be really, that'd be really neat." And so, um, luckily, uh, the the board and the members voted me in as as president this past year in 2019, and I've learned a lot, and I've been able to uh, watch a lot of people grow. And that's the that's the cool thing about JCI is, you know, personal personal growth, but as a team too. I've watched I've watched the team and the team full of individuals really grow as people and as leaders. And that's something that makes me super proud to, to stand back in and, and watch even like, like yourself, you know, you and Danielle and Chelsea, you guys were amazing with 40 under 40 and, and to watch things like that unfold it. I know it sounds weird, like a proud dad, but it, it was really neat. It was just, it's just really cool. And it's very positive. That's the thing that I, I love the most is there's a lot of positivity and everybody encouraging everybody else to get involved and do what specifically they want to do. You know, you don't, that's a cool thing with JCI. Like there's so many things that go on that there might be certain things that just aren't for you and that's okay. But there's other things like that you want to do and you just get involved and everybody kind of gives you a big hug and supports you along the way. It's, it's awesome. Cool. Well, I want to talk to you more about, uh, kind of your, your vision for last year and, 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 uh, and where we got with all that. But uh, I want to take a little break and uh, show a little promo for the Strength Finders event that we have coming up. So stay tuned. We'll be back with Taylor in just a moment. Nobody is as good as you are at what you do. You are uniquely talented. The people you work with are uniquely talented. The people you live with are uniquely talented. Each person brings their own unique natural talents and strengths. My name is Jenny Ketchapaw and I am a certified Gallup Strengths Coach. And I'm here to invite you to our upcoming JCI workshop on Strength Finders. Understanding strengths is really, really powerful. The Gallup Strength Finders assessment has been assessed to over 22 million people worldwide. There are 33 million combinations of your top five strengths. Nobody is as good as you are at what you do. Please come join us on February 25th at the Dr. Diane G. Van Hook University Center, hosted by the Center for Civic Engagement. And we're back with Taylor Kelstrom who was our chapter president for JCI Santa Clarita 2019. So you started just about a year ago. Yeah. And uh, what was your vision when you came in? Like what kind of things did you want to do that were the same as previous years? What kind of things did you want to change? What was like your, your vision for 2019? I really wanted to, to go towards community-focused things and building up our community and things that our members were passionate about doing. Um, I, I got a text message the other day from, from Neil and he's like, you realize, you know how many events we did just in the last quarter it was 25 different events wow. and a, a bulk of them are, are community things, which I thought that was really neat to, to watch a group of individuals put together all these different things and spearhead making, making positive change in our community. So I'm a huge community person. So to see us kind of focus more on that, um, was kind of my vision and my goal. 
Um, I know we did about three or four trainings throughout the year. We had a bunch of socials and mixers, and I really wanted to try and grow the membership, and we were able to do that and just watch our board board of directors grow um, in their role and what they wanted to accomplish too. So opening it up to what the entire board wanted to do compared to just me individually, but I really wanted to watch um, us grow as far as community stuff and kind of put JCI in the forefront of, hey, there's a problem with something. Those are, those are the people you want to call. They know how to you know take care of something and and fix it. So it was really neat. We got to help out with Bridge to Home this year, Circle of Hope, uh, Boys and Girls Club. We were able to do Santa's Helpers again. That was something I was really um, happy to be a part of again this year. It's a it's a big thing where it helps a lot of kids. And I know you've been involved with it the last few, you know two years, being at it and helping and just seeing those the kids and how excited they are to to give them a Christmas yeah. and all that. That that's something that was super important. And then as far as you know increasing membership and really highlighting individuals who do great work, whether that's in their job or in their community with 40 under 40. And I know, like I said it before, you, Daniela and Chelsea did an incredible job completely changing everything and Thanks. moving the venue. And I loved it. I had a, a fantastic time at it. And just to see individuals who may not always get recognized for things be recognized um, for the incredible work that they do. That's an awesome thing in itself just to see and, and highlight those people in our community that sometimes get overlooked. Yeah, we, we definitely wanted to uh, make this about the, the honorees and make sure that they know that they're being recognized for the stuff that they had done. And that's, that's a great way to get people to continue doing stuff for the community is show them that their contributions are being valued and recognized. So yeah. I, I think they got that. Yeah, absolutely. And and now, you know, some of them are involved with what we're doing this, this yeah. year. And that's the cool thing is is paying it forward in a sense, right? You know, um, seeing the good work that we do and people are getting involved with it. And I, I truly do believe like success attracts success. So when people see JCI doing successful things, people want to be a part of that. And that's kind of where I wanted to be near the end of the year. And I feel that we've achieved that as a group. And our group is incredible every single member that we have that comes to our stuff from our and our board of directors and our managers everybody works really really hard and everyone's very supportive of each other even like i ended up having almost a month off um my my great aunt had passed away in july and i i needed about a month just a break and everybody stepped up while i was going through what i was going through to uh to keep jci going and and being strong and you guys did an incredible job. So that's something that was really important to me to have a very solid foundation going into 2020. And I know Charlene is going to do an incredible job. And I know her vision is to focus a little bit more on leadership development and trainings compared to uh, community stuff from the year before. But I think that's what makes JCI need. It's not always the same thing. Right. And it changes with what people want. Yeah. I, I like seeing how it's kind of changed over the years. What was super fascinating to me is that I've only been in for maybe two and a half years now. But like when I started, there were people that were at the board meetings that were very dedicated and they were there and they were, you know, doing like all kinds of cool stuff. And then at the, uh, A&I, when we installed you know, new board members, it was like almost like all new people. Yeah. Yeah, and, absolutely. And you know, those people were so focused and so dedicated. And then by now we've got a whole new group of people. And so it's almost like a revolving door, but the, 
but the people that aren't as involved aren't like disappearing. They're they're going off and they're doing other stuff in the community and they're still working with JCI in different yeah. capacities. So it's just like one really big extended network and family. Absolutely. And that's the point of JCI is is to give you those tools to go out and succeed in other places, you know, learn them here at JCI and then use those tools to succeed at other places, but hey, don't forget about us. Yeah. So of all the things that you mentioned uh, for 2009, you mentioned uh, growth, which uh, we did grow, uh, training and development events, which we had a few of those. Uh, we had uh, lots of socials and mixers and, and meetings. Um, it, it, sometimes it felt like there was one you know, several times a week because we oh, had yeah. like a coffee and connections <laughs> on a Saturday and then we had like a, uh, a chat and chill during the week and then there was a board meeting after that and especially if we were also dealing with um, 40 under 40 uh, committee meetings and yeah. politics on tap and Santa's helpers like towards the end of the year it gets it gets pretty nuts oh so yeah like you could easily have you know 50 events in the, in the last quarter alone just with you know committee meetings and stuff definitely and the thing is is we have the supporters to support that that's the neat part not many people can say yeah we did you know 50 events throughout the year not many people, not many organizations can can do that and sustain that. And like you were saying, that we have new people stepping up and taking on roles and doing that, and that's how it's possible. But what would you say is the the one thing that you're most proud of as far as um, your your legacy for for 2019? When when people say, "Oh yeah, that was the Taylor Kellstrom year," I would say that's a good question. I haven't really thought about that, but just the growth. And, okay. and building a solid foundation, you know, not everything is, is completely built in a year, but I feel that we laid the groundwork to have an even more successful 2020, mm -hmm. meaning that we, we set the foundation in order to grow more and to do those things. I think the growth was something that was really important to me. And the community involvement was something super important. You know, even when we did the dinners at Bridge to Home and we did the drives for all the different nonprofits as far as, you know, clothing for bridge to home or resources for circle of hope and that's something i was super proud of because i hands and i can tell you right now even at circle of hope seeing the things for our cancer patients being donated from jci like i see that and i see the impact that it has so be able to see jci touch easily 10 organizations this year was something i'm very proud of and that was because everybody worked really really hard and i'm one of those people that you never get too high. You never get too low. So just because you're on one side of the fence now doesn't mean that very well could be me or my family on, in, in the future on the side. You just don't really know where life takes you. So just to be there f and have those resources for people who are going through a tough time, being able to be there and do that is super important. And I watch JCI really, really push, push trying to help people. And to me, that that's incredible. And that's all you could really ask for because it could be any one of us on the other side one day and could be yeah you never know and if that's the case you have jci there to, to you know kind of help you out when you fall you know there, there's a story that i i shared on uh, my facebook wall after our first uh, bridge to home dinner and this really stuck with me because uh, i didn't expect it to but like when, when you know that you're going to be at the homeless shelter these are just faceless you know they're just people that are yeah. there um, this is the first year that they're open 365 instead of just in the winter. But these, they've got like 60 beds and people that are like, it's usually pretty full, you know, and everyone else is either sleeping like with friends or on the streets or in their car or something. 
But uh, there was one gentleman that we served that I recognized immediately, and he used to be my next-door neighbor. And when I saw him, I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, that's that's what happened to him. Like, there was one day that he was just gone, and there were a uh, construction crew at the house, and they basically, in 30 days, flipped it. And, you know, I had these new neighbors, and I was like, I wonder what happened to him. You know, I knew he was taking care of his elderly mom, but uh, never expected to, you know, see him there again. And, you know, this is just like a real normal guy, same, like literally next door to me, that just one day was just a, a day away from being homeless. And that's, the, that's the crazy thing. Like, nobody's invincible. And if you think that, you'll get hit in the face with something in reality at some point in life, you know. And that's that's why it's neat that we're able to do these things because we're 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 fortunate in life to be in a position to do these things, and like you said, it could be your neighbor, it could be us, it could be you. Just don't really know where life will take you, and the world can be kind of a cruel place. And unfortunately, I, I hate to say it, but it could be like that. So to be able to have like JCI and these nonprofits that are able to help, super important to me. And yeah. that would be what I'd say, like, I'm the most proud of watching everybody step up to help somebody in a little bit worse situation than themselves. That's a great answer. And I have a follow-up question for you that we'll get to in just a moment. Okay. But uh, first, I want to pause and take another break as we listen to Levy's Lessons. Welcome to Levy's Lessons, where we talk about failures, challenges, and how we overcome it. Today, my guest is the previous guest's better half, Karen Kahn. She's been with the JCs since 2009 her favorite role is first lady and she's a contract specialist with boston scientific welcome karen thank you so much for having me joey is there anything else you'd like to share with us about yourself that i didn't mention uh, no just that um when i came to santa clarita i knew no one i had never been involved in the community and any ever anywhere i had ever been and the jc's really showed me how philanthropic and how much I enjoy being involved in the community. So I am so blessed to have um, been introduced to the JCs. Awesome. So you have a challenge to share with us today. Yeah. Um, I was a stockbroker um, and managed um, uh, three divisions at a brokerage firm. and That's intense. Yeah. I did it for about 20 years, and I left. It just stopped. And I went, uh, took a year off and went into entry level at um, Boston Scientific and their clinical research team. And I worked my way through the ranks and I was a superstar. I was taking on everything and really succeeding right up until I took on the role of um, database uh, programmer. Have you done that before? No, I never went to college. I was a stockbroker, you know, right out of high school. So I had zero experience, uh, definite, hands-on learning, fumbled my way through it. I was in fear of losing my job. It was horrible. And I had to figure out a way to continue to keep my job. My mom needed to make sure that I had income because she I helped support her. So um, I took on a lot of different projects. Um, they call it continuous improvement. It was a huge movement at uh, my company. And I took on um, a lot of different projects so I could show my value um, while I was 
really doing poorly at my actual job. So, do you have um, an example of one of those projects? Sure. Um, one of the things um, that I did is um, our vendor contracts were not well organized. Nobody ever knew um, where they stood, if they were going to expire, um, oh, wow. how to leverage. Um, you know, having multiple contracts and MSAs and that type of thing. And so I organized everything, um, put it on spreadsheets, made them compliant, um, learned to negotiate with these different vendors, and I really built a relationship with those vendors. So, um, they, so you became an asset. Yes. Yeah. I needed to uh, show my value. Um, so eventually, um, as I took on all these different process improvement projects, uh, they transitioned me away from the database programming and moved me into a contract specialist, which I deal with, you know, all of our vendor contracts and also um, our global uh, research grants. So I handle all of the, uh, the administration of all of our research grants around the world. That's excellent. So some people would just bury their head and wait for the axe to come down and you took really strong initiative. It I was really inspired by all of the amazing people that I had met through the JCs, you know, um, legacies, um, like Don Abasta, Jenny Ketchupaw, uh, Vanessa, oh my gosh, you, all the projects that I had done with the JCs, Santa's Helpers, 40 Under 40, you know, just being involved and learning the process helped me develop my project management skills that I took to um, my company. In fact, um, they even paid for me to get my Six Sigma green belt. Oh, wow. That's so um, I'm really excited and I'm going after my PM, uh, my project management specialist or uh, professional PMP. So I'm really excited. That's very exciting. And uh, could you um, just briefly explain what that is? Uh, the Six Sigma? Yes. Um, so Six Sigma green belt. Um, so there's process improvement um, for manufacturing. It's like lean, uh, taking, making sure that the process doesn't have a lot of uh, extra filler, that you're finding the most efficient way to do things, be it in manufacturing or processing or anything like that. You just you take a look at it from um, all aspects and you find the fastest, most efficient way to do everything. And it's, it's quite amazing to go through. That's great. Well, thank you very much for being part of this. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to share, any tidbits or hints? Yeah, um, I would definitely tell people to surround yourself with um, positive people, um, actually people that are uh, ahead of you in um, life or professionally, because all it will do is help drive you and you can learn from their experiences. And um, I just think that you, it just will help you grow. Well, thank you very much, Karen. Thank you for having me. This has been Levy's Lessons. Thank you for listening. This has been your host, Joey Levy. Thank you, Joey, for another exciting adventure on Levy's Lessons. Taylor, in the spirit of learning from your mistakes, uh, not that there have been any, but I want to ask you just, you know, talking about this, in 2019, we talked about what your proudest achievements are. Is there anywhere where you, uh, what was your biggest uh, learning uh, lesson? 
The biggest learning lesson for our year at JCI, figuring out a, a little bit better way of communicating, I think, is, mm-hmm. was super important. Um, we did pretty good with our – we would use a Facebook group, and then we would use WhatsApp. And WhatsApp has seemed to be the, the best way. However, if you miss a message, you're going to spend 10 minutes because okay. there's so many messages like going back to like read through. I think maybe there was a way to have a better communication process would be a little bit that's a good better that's in a my good answer. opinion because we, th- we didn't prepare this i didn't give you a heads up that that question was coming yeah. but but uh yeah between facebook messages and whatsapp and emails and calls and texts there, there's things so get lost in the shuffle things yeah so I, I i think i could have been come up with a little bit better way of doing that um plus you know somebody Somebody's sleeping at eleven o'clock and the phone's going off. It it gets a little wild, which is it's good and it's bad. It's good because that means people are talking, right? Meaning that people are communicating. But if you miss a message or two, because sometimes I won't get to the messages till I got a free moment, and I'll spend like ten minutes scrolling through, like, oh, I got, oh, I should, I needed to address that quicker, or you know, that that probably would be one of the things that I feel could have been a little bit better. Uh, on my end, at least. So hmm, you know what we could do. I've done this uh, on other boards in the past, where, like, let's say for the WhatsApp group, if we were to have, let's say, uh, twenty twenty uh, members social, twenty twenty members uh, project. So that way, there's one for like planning stuff, and then yeah. there's just like, hey guys, have a great Saturday. You know, just... I feel like we just started doing that near the end of this year. Like, there's one for like A and I, and one for members. Mm-hmm. I, but at the beginning, we definitely didn't do that, and it it got wild. Yeah. It definitely got wild with a million messages. It was the easiest way instead of texting everyone like, "Hey, I'm running ten minutes late to the meeting." You put it in there, and it sometimes gets lost in the shuffle. Yeah. So okay, that that makes sense. What are you looking forward to uh, this coming year for 2020? Uh, Charlene Duzik is going to be installed as our new president. Um, from the JCI standpoint, I'm really excited to see what Charlene does. I know that she's going to focus more on training and development stuff, mm-hmm. and I think she's a the perfect person for that. She's Anyone, one of the OG members too. She so is. She, she is, and she she's a very smart woman, and she, she knows what she knows what she's doing, and she knows how to get it done. So I'm really excited to, to watch her growth and watch her as a leader, as well as building up everybody else. Because as you had said too, we have new board members and we have new members that weren't really involved during my presidency. So it's going to be right. neat to, to see her leadership style and, and what works best and watching the organization take that next step. I feel 2019 was a very good year in building a solid, solid foundation. And I'm really excited to watch everything that everybody worked so hard in 2019 to leapfrog up in 2020. That's something I'm really excited to, uh, to watch and see from the JCI standpoint. And then from a personal standpoint, just watching my son grow and being there for my son, that that truly is is God's gift um, to to my family and to the world and to be able to to have a healthy little boy and, and do that. That's what I really look the most forward to, though, is spending time with my son and, and watching him grow and, and be there and be a good dad And from a personal standpoint. And then from the JC point, I'm really looking forward to that. And from a career standpoint, very, very simple, sell more houses. Yeah. Okay. Sell more houses. I mean, there's a whole process on how I I going to do that, but um, those are the things I really look forward to. I feel like this is a year of opportunity, opportunity uh, for myself, my family, and for everyone in JCI. There's there's a really big opportunity to to do incredible things, and 
it's it's a lot of the thing is mental. Once you start to believe that you can do something, you it's like wildfire. It just takes off. So I'm really excited to watch opportunities grow for for everyone around me. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing it. We have an exciting year ahead of us. Yes, Taylor we Kellstrom, do. thank you so much for coming in. It's JCI Podcast number five. I'm Corin Young from RK Studios. Thanks for tuning in.